A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello and a very warm welcome to another episode of Wellness with Lizelle. And today I'm joined in the studios by theologian, environmentalist, author, activist and director at Tear Fund. It is only one person, by the way, Dr. Ruth Valerio. And for those of you who don't know, Tear Fund is a Christian charity that's working to tackle poverty and to build a movement that brings about lasting change on the issues that impact the poorest and the most vulnerable. It's a charity that I am actually proud to be an ambassador of, having recently come back from a trip to Ethiopia to see their self-help women's groups in action. And Ruth's passions range from plastic consumption to ethical fashion, and she has a special interest in environmental issues and is working to make this an integral part of life rather than just an optional extra. So welcome, Ruth. Thank you. It's great to be here. We've got so much to talk about. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> now, I feel that I've been kind of stalking you on Instagram for a while because I've known about you and your work for a long time and in fact I first came across your husband yeah. before you and his yeah. work with ethical jewellery yep. and founding the ethical jewellery brand Cred. Yes that's right and in fact if this wasn't a podcast and people could see mm. I have round my neck this oh, little... Is that a Cred? Yeah well it's a little nugget of gold it's one of the world's first nuggets of ethical gold. Gosh so where did that where did that come from is that from this Peru? One, no this one comes from Colombia does it really? It's very the, sweet. Is it yeah, like naturally forest. coming out of the ground? Yes, in and that then, shape? so that's what the nugget would look like, and it's just been polished up. Gosh. <laughs> well, I know Cred because I work with them on my fair trade yeah. jewellery line, and I think they started ethical mining in Peru and now have moved into East Africa. So I was not that long ago actually down a, a, a fair trade artisan gold mine in rural Kenya, which wow, is quite an interesting have, experience. Yeah, that must have been. Yeah, it's incredible seeing what what the miners are yeah, like and how the they live and their like. living conditions yeah. and the difference that fair trade Absolutely. actually makes as an organization yeah. so where did it all start for you what's what's your background can we kind of rewind the clock a bit well how far back can we go <laughs> probably back to university I think and right back to my early adult years so at university I was studying theology mm -hmm. and so was interested in the Bible mm. and then alongside that I was really becoming interested in issues around poverty and justice mm. and how to how to respond to those massive challenges and particularly how to respond through the way that I lived and I think there were two things that were formative for me one was reading a 
book that showed me where caring for the environment is something that the Bible talks about. And for me, as a person of faith, that was something mm. I was really interested in, and I'd never seen that. So were there sort of early eco-warriors in, in scriptures then? Well, the Bible has this story right the way through it that is interested not only in people, but actually in the land, mm. and comes from the very basic point that this world is a good creation from God is something that God God loves Mm. and that is really valuable to him and too often we live in ways that say that it's not valuable but actually it's really valuable and loved by God that's an interesting perspective that opened my eyes from a Christian perspective to that side of things and then interestingly you starting off talking about Ethiopia Mm. I was involved in working in the slums in Ethiopia after university. Was that in Addis? Yeah, yep. And was on a trip there while I was doing some research for a job that I had back in the UK. I was asked to do some research around the arms trade, which I knew nothing about. So they gave a young girl an arms trade project. That's quite a... Well... (laughs) That's quite a challenge, isn't it? That's a toughie, really. Just... Just to find out basic facts around the arms trade and and how it works and what the issues are. And so I was doing the reading for this in the evenings whilst working in the slums during the day. And when I was doing the reading, I I realised that the horrors of the arms trade are linked with the banks that I was putting my money into. (laughs) And so I suddenly made the link between the issues that are in our world and the way that I live my life. And that actually I have a little bit of power through how I live to make a difference. So those two things came together, really, to set me on a path that has been focused on thinking through how can we respond to issues of poverty Mm -hmm. and injustice and environmental breakdown and finding looking to find ways to live that out in my own Mm. life I think what's really interesting for me I mean I I know a little bit about East Africa I I spent a bit of time in Kenya and with my own live twice charity work and then going more recently to Ethiopia which is not a country Mm. I've, I've been to before and just you are always struck whenever you go to these developing countries by the extreme nature of life for, for working mm. people, for everyday normal people and how different it is from us. I mean, you, you know, you joke about first world problems, but mm. my goodness, that that life, I actually find it quite difficult if I'm really honest with you squaring the two Mm. because our lives are so different and we're only separated by a few thousand miles and and just the the chance of where we're born and 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 the life that that we are living how much of an impact can we truthfully make how much of a difference can we make here sitting in the western world i think we actually can make a difference so there was a time all those years ago when we were involved in ethiopia when greg and i were considering moving there and working in the slums and actually the people the the local Ethiopians who we were working with said to us you are far more used to us staying where you are and in the west yes Mm. and raising awareness of the issues and working to bring about change than you are if you come and live in the slums with us now there'll be some people who do do that and that's absolutely brilliant but it was quite sobering to hear that we were more useful to them staying staying where we were Mm. and raising awareness of the challenges that were Mm. there. And I think that stayed with me ever since. 
and has stayed with me as a challenge of how can I make sure that I am more useful. Mm. And one of the... um, one of the things that I'm struck by is that our individual choices just on their own won't make a huge amount of difference. But when we get together and we act with others, then we do make a difference. And by doing that, we are signalling to governments and to businesses that we want them to change as well. So getting with others, building up a movement, I think, is a really important part of this and we can we can bring about change when you think about fair trade um i i've got a book called ellis for lifestyle and when i first wrote it this year is its 15th year anniversary and when i first wrote it there wasn't a single fair trade product in the supermarkets no 15 years ago 15 years ago it was actually that year that the first fair trade product entered the supermarket. And look how much has changed yeah, since fantastic. then. And that has been consumers. That has been us. That's yeah. been you. That's been me buying Choosing fair trade. Choosing it. So now yes. we can get fair trade coffee, tea, sugar, chocolate. Yeah. yeah. Gold, cotton. obviously. Yes. <laughs> cotton. <laughs> yeah. yeah so. And that was us writing to our supermarkets saying, we want you to stock these products mm. and us actually supporting it then by buying them. So yeah, even even fair trade flowers I've seen actually coming yes, from, from right. Kenya, sold yeah. in Waitrose. Yeah. yeah. Really interesting. Now, another area that you are really so strongly involved with and which I'm totally fascinated by and I think all our listeners will be as well, is this idea of using less plastic. Mm. And I remember being in Ethiopia talking to your team about the... The impact that plastic has, I mean, we obviously throw a lot of plastic away in this country, Mm. but the difference it makes, I mean, it kills people in developing countries, doesn't it? It clogs rivers and it causes pollution. Let's first of all talk on a macro level. Let's talk globally really about the work of Tear Fund. What do you do as an organisation and what difference does it make getting plastic out of communities? Yeah, so let me just explain first why Tear Fund is working Mm. on plastic. And one of the things that we're emphasising is the poverty side to plastic. So we're used to thinking about plastic as an environmental issue, which it very much is. And we know all about that and the problem of marine pollution and so on. And if we step back, we have found that the majority of marine pollution comes from poorer, less developed countries that don't have a proper waste management system. So what sort of countries are we talking about? Um, Nigeria, India, Pakistan, Brazil, a whole range of different countries. And so if we can be helping to prevent plastic pollution at source, then we will help stop it reaching the world's water sources. And there's something like 3 billion people in the world today who don't have access to proper waste management systems. And that's not only a problem environmentally, but it's a huge problem for them. So I can remember doing some work in the slums in Chennai in India and visiting some slum dwellings that were right on a a river. And the river was filthy. I can remember there was feces going down next to my feet there were huge rats mm. running around me it was really the disease revolting. must be oh, massive yes. the disease risk and Cholera so and... because of the plastic rubbish the waterways get clogged up I so then see. when it rains 
the water rises and the homes are flooded. Oh my and goodness. so, as you say, disease, yeah. it's a huge health risk. And one of the projects that we're working with in Tear Fund is in Brazil with um, a poor community and slums there. And the, the work that we're supporting started because one woman during a, a particular flood situation saw the body of her neighbour, the oh. dead body floating past her oh, house and realised that she needed to do something and so started oh, get, doing waste collection. So, so, th- so this is things up. like plastic bags, plastic bottles, yes. single-use plastic that yeah. just gets chucked into the river, gets clogged and the whole thing then is, That's is right. literally jammed up. Yeah, and so it's a real example of where people and planet go together. Mm. So you can't separate separate mm. out environmental issues from human issues because sure. they're all... They're so all how linked. do you tackle that then as a charity? How do you go about changing it? We are doing partly working on the ground, so supporting communities that are involved in innovative new waste collection projects. So there's things like recycling plastic, reusing it for... Yeah, and we've got some great work that started with collecting the rubbish and then turning it into products that can be sold, which then provides mm. a livelihood. Like what? What can and you turn so waste plastic into? Women, uh, some women's cooperatives. I was in Nigeria a little while ago seeing one of the projects that we're supporting, and that's with a, a group of young people who've got really committed, uh, fired up around all of this. Mm. And one of they're, they're doing a whole range of different things. One of the things they're doing is making bracelets. So they take a water bottle, cut it into strips, stick those strips together and then from a local tailor's shop they collect the scraps of material that are on the floor which would otherwise be thrown out and they wrap them round the strips of plastic and form actually really beautiful Mm. bracelets so I've got one that I love and I say this is my rubbish bracelet (laughs) which I really like so that's just one example but there are communities in a number of different countries pakistan and brazil and nigeria Mm. are three of the key ones that we're working Mm. with i've I've seen in kenya uh, houses built out of single-use plastic bottles to fill Mm. with sand and then cemented together to form incredibly well insulated walling yes there's Um, all sorts and you can use it for um the bottom of greenhouses as well to provide heat for there so we're working to support some of the communities on the ground Mm -hmm. but then we're also working the the other way if you like so then we're also looking at working with governments to be helping them to be putting more of their money into waste collection into good management because it's extraordinary when when i go to africa and you you see all the waste around on the streets there is no rubbish collection yeah there's no lovely dustbin men that come and empty your bins i mean that just doesn't happen everything's just tipped out onto the street that's right so one of the things that we've been doing is working with DFID, the department for international development Mm -hmm. and talking with them to be putting more of their aid money into developing proper waste management services Interesting. in poorer What countries. about using it as fuel? What, what do you think about this? I mean, how environmentally friendly is this for the future where you can burn plastics and, and get the, the carbon back and turn that into fuel? Yeah, it, that's, not a, a good, that's not a good use because it's so polluting. One of the issues that we face in the poor communities that we're involved with is where there's haphazard burning of waste, where it's not 
collected properly. Because the One noxious the fumes it gives yes. off is, is really... Yeah. Yeah. yeah so there can be good incineration and yes. there are examples of good incineration well, particularly in Europe. Well but, that's but, right but, but not they're necessarily where you were working. Expensive. Yeah. yeah massive. Yeah. So the key is to get rid of the plastic as much as possible. I know yes. Kenya's actually banned the plastic bag. And you've got to be really careful if you fly yeah. into Nairobi They'll have you if you turn up with a plastic bag. Yeah. So, you know, if you buy your duty-free at going through the airport, yes. I always have to say, by the way, I'm going to Nairobi, so can you wrap it yes. in, in you know, cardboard or paper? Yeah. Which they can do, which, again, you think, well, yeah, if you so can do this for me, <laughs> why aren't you doing it for everybody? Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> is it, is those single, it's the film, isn't it, that's yeah. so destructive that, that we can't recycle. about it. Mm. Yeah. Well, that leads me on to talking about plastic-less living or plastic-free yep. living and something that you've pioneered, which we're, we're going to promote. If you're listening to this in real time, first day of Lent, then you'll be aware that we're talking about going plasticless for Lent or plastic-less, shall we say, because it's it can be now impossible to be completely plastic-free, but really focusing on the emphasis of giving up plastic, as much plastic as possible. So where did this come about for you? It came about from wanting to look at my own plastic use. So as we've been talking about, one of the things that we need to tackle is waste management systems in poorer countries. But we also need to be thinking about the amount of plastic that we use and alongside recycling, reducing is, is the biggest thing that we should be doing. And as a family, we've done a number of Lent things Lent seems to have become something for us to do as a family together. Mm. So other times we've done... It's a done... good challenge. Yeah. It's a good length of time, isn't it, to it get is. stuck into something. Yeah. And you know there's an end as well. It doesn't yes. go on forever. <laughs> yeah. So one other year we did a meat-free Lent and that got us thinking about our meat consumption mm. and so on. And last year, with plastic so much in the news, I thought, how about I try and do... To begin with, I thought I could try and do a plastic-free Lent. Mm -hmm. And then, as you said, I thought that's pretty much impossible. And I like a bit of alliteration. Right. So I thought plastic-less Lent yes. might lend itself better to um, to actually being achievable. So I said to my family, I'm thinking of doing this for Lent. Do you want to do it with me? And they said yes, because they're really engaged in these kind of things as well. And Great. sometimes they're ahead of me. So then I thought I'd put it out on Facebook and say to others, if I do this, would you like to join me and we can do it together and give ourselves, give each other tips and Great. Yeah. support each other while we try and yeah, do it. swap ideas. And got loads of comments back from people saying, yes, that would be great. So a friend of mine volunteered to set up the page for me, which we called Plastic Less Lent. And much to my amazement, in my mind, I thought if I could have 100 people doing this with me, it would yeah. be great. And before I knew it, we were over 2,000. Fantastic. And now we're about 3,500. Great. Well, more after and, today, I yes. hope. So, so and it, about and, and, 55 countries. That's Oh, really? Global. Me. Well, that's yes. the great thing, isn't it, with social media, is that yeah. it, there, it has no boundaries. It goes, yeah. it goes around. A, li a little community in Costa Rica contacted me and said, we've seen this. We're joining in with we're you. We're joining in. Yes. How fantastic. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? 
Alright, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. And so what are the key things that we could all be doing? So say you're listening to this for the first time and thinking, great, you know, I'd love to cut down on my plastic Mm. use. What what are the kind of the big things that we can immediately, easily take out? Yeah, the two really obvious ones are single-use water bottles. Yeah, So I've campaigned for that before, actually, just using water filters and refillable bottles. Yeah. Cheaper, easier. Yeah. Common sense, yeah, isn't it really? <laughs> yes, when you're bit you're of planning, a, that's all. Yeah, just make sure you've got. If your you're bottles. in a country like Nigeria, it's a bit different. But here, sure. we can drink water from the tap. So why yeah. on earth yeah. don't we? So if we do nothing else over Lent, we could just say, as our Lent commitment, we're going to get rid of plastic. Not have a single and not take plastic water yeah. bottle. Yeah, I think that's that's something that surely is not beyond. Yes. Any of us listening. And then similarly for coffee, tea, cups. Mm -hmm. It's become so much part of our culture that we pop into a wherever on our way to wherever and buy a cup of coffee. And you assume that those lovely cardboard cups are recyclable, but of course they're not because they're plastic lined. That's right. And they are... And the lids. I mean, I do know I never take a lid, I must say, because at least I think, well, at least the plastic lid is left behind. Yes. And some of them are officially recyclable if you take off the plastic, (sighs) but often they're put into bins that mean that they're not recycled. So even if they say recyclable, in practice, it doesn't. That they're going to be recycled. So that's another really simple thing. Get yourself a keep cup and just get into the habit. Whenever you go out, you take your purse or your wallet your keys and your take cup. your water bottle and your cup yeah. yes and then you don't need to take any single use items. and actually a lot of the coffee chains now are offering a discount if you bring yeah. your own cup so yeah. you, you save money too what about going down the supermarket aisles how much more eco-friendly have they become since we've become more aware of the use of plastic 
Are you seeing oh, changes there or I would not? say not much. Really? <laughs> yes. Because I have heard talk of plastic-free aisles yes, in supermarkets. I haven't are... seen it no, myself. No, well, I haven't either, I know. Um, and it still does my head in that if you take peppers, you can buy uh, loose peppers. Yes. But then to buy three in a plastic bag is cheaper than mm. buying three loose. And, mm. you know, we understand what happened to all the paper bags? do that. You know why? I suppose people yeah. hide things in them, maybe. Or... And you don't even need... You don't need a bag. No, and I And take... I tend to just to put the stickers on the actual fruit. Yes, I do the same. What really annoys me is when I see people taking bananas and putting them into a plastic bag and tying it up. And, and putting think... a sticker on the bag. Yeah, just stick a sticker on the banana. you're going to take the bag yeah. out. Why are you putting them? Just put them in your, in your bag or in your bag. And how long is that plastic going to stay around if it then goes into landfill, which, of course, it does, the yeah. thin, flimsy plastic? It In its form it will stay around for hundreds of years mm. it it will actually never disappear really what happens is that it just breaks into smaller and smaller and smaller particles and are they the ones that end up is, in the water course yes what right. you then get these the microplastics that end up in our seas so plastic will will not eventually disappear it just becomes just goes somewhere else and smaller which mm. i find terrifying yeah and and i think why have we not decided as a society to mm. stop all unnecessary packaging. Because we didn't have it. I mean, it hasn't been around forever. It's not like there was always plastic. Yeah. It's only, I don't know, in how many decades. Yeah. And there are obviously key provisos, you know, things like medicines yes, and your contact lenses yeah. that you might get in your plastic yeah. or the things that you absolutely can't avoid. And I think yeah. that's why your philosophy is so good to reword it from plastic-free to plastic-less. Yeah, and I really don't want this to be a guilt-inducing thing. One of the lovely things about doing this last year is that people people found people loved the community aspect mm -hmm. of it and people found it so helpful chatting and discussing mm. and that it was plastic less so some i can remember some posts with people saying oh i failed at the first hurdle <laughs> and others jumped in saying no you haven't the fact that you've made a step yeah that you've signed up really to it good. is really good yes yeah. don't worry if there are some things you still use think about what you haven't done and mm. you know the changes that you have made so it's really focusing on the steps that we can take. Yeah. Now, I've obviously got a strong, keen interest in beauty yeah. and lovely beauty products, which all come in this lovely, shiny packaging. How do you cope with that? How do you, I mean, how do you do simple things like wash your hair? What do you use? Yeah, I've gradually moved away from pretty much all conventional beauty products and certainly anything that comes in plastic packaging how do you do it because your hair looks great i have to say <laughs> we'll put pictures up on the website so you you know you're clearly managing it really well it's you know it's clean shiny beautiful yeah well hair. i've i've had great fun experimenting <laughs> what's all, worked really well and what hasn't worked what should we be avoiding <laughs> all sorts of weird and wonderful things one of the things that i've discovered is an egg oh. washing your hair with an egg literally just a raw just egg. a raw egg yes just break it up yeah beat know. it up so yes yeah just egg. break it up a little bit it doesn't have does it to not be. cook in your hair like scrambled egg <laughs> well you do have to make sure you don't have the water on too hot okay and do you put <laughs> it on dry hair or you wet your hair no i just wet it while i'm in the shower put the egg if the first time mm -hmm. you do it, it does feel a bit odd you know because it's got that consistency do you massage put in, it a raw in egg? yeah massage it in because i've got long hair i put yeah. my i put my hair up yeah. finish off the rest of my shower and then I rinse it off with so, water that's not too hot so okay. it doesn't scramble. So it conditions <laughs> as well then so, you're yes, clean, so you leave it in for a bit while you um, wash. Yes. Just a minute wash. or two. Yeah because it's got. Does it rinse out le okay? Lecker thin. Lesser, yeah lesser thin. thin yeah. Yeah, yeah which sure is an emulsifier it. so it'll probably yeah. draw out some of the the sebum and the, and the grease yes, on the hair. Yes. And then and it's it, got can all you the comb proteins it through. Does your hair comb? 
Uh, well, it easily. just washes out. It doesn't leave your hair tangly. No, or... no. Um, and then some other things that I've discovered are these Indian herbs mm. and barks, which sound very strange. Well, I know what? about soap bark. Yes. Because of the saponins in, yeah. in natural soap work. So are yeah. we talking similar sort of things? Yeah, um, so soap nuts would be one of the things that I would use. Sometimes I get some and grind them up. Where do you get those um, from? Well, soap nuts are really easily just find them online. online. Really? Yeah. yeah. And do they come, are they nut like company. nuts? Or are they, they come whole. They're, it's the outside casing. Of of a pod. Of the Yes. Mm, and so I just, I grind it up in my super grinder, mix a bit of water in with so it. So you're making a powder? Yeah, a, a sort of paste, but it doesn't okay. dissolve. So and what would you use that gritty. for? Um, and a, just to say another similar thing is shikakai. So I quite often mix those together Shikakai. if I'm feeling okay. very luxurious. Well, write these down, dear listener, so don't go running Sometimes off to Google it. Sometimes I might mix them in with an egg if I'm, you know, <laughs> wow. really feeling indulgent. And use that and on your hair? Just and, use it and... like shampoo, so put it on, mm. you know, scrunch it in. And what about the rest of the family? Out. Have they adopted this or do they think you're mad? Yeah, <laughs> my husband thinks I'm mad, <laughs> but he's got a bit used to it. And then my elder daughter decided that she would make the switch at the same time How old as she? me. She's 18. Okay. So you do, because our hair has got so used to chemical-filled products, mm. when you change, your hair does go through an adjustment period. Does it? Okay. And it does feel different. So because the usual products that we use have chemicals in them to sleek your hair down and make it feel a particular way, mm. we're used to our... Our understanding of what clean hair feels like mm -hmm. actually is clean or actually is chemical filled. So it's a processed hair. hair. It's, not yeah. the, it's not its natural so state. So it does take a bit saying. getting used to because it does feel mm -hmm. a bit different. Mm -hmm. But so my daughter, my 18 year old, decided she wanted to do this at the same time as me. And I would say for me, it's it's had a really positive difference. Mm -hmm. But I also, I'm a bit older, my hair's a bit older, and so I don't think it takes it on quite as much. Mm -hmm. Whereas my lovely 18-year-old has younger hair, and her hair, I would say, has been transformed. Really? In a good way? Uh, yes. I mean, she wow. doesn't have to wash it. She washes it every few weeks. Really? She has long waist length. I, I've... I've when did I last wash my hair? Ten days ago or something. Wow. And it's not itchy, it's not flaky. No, it looks great. But she has waist-length hair mm. and she can leave it for weeks. It doesn't look greasy. And it's just become this thick, gorgeous curtain when she brushes really? it. She oils it with coconut oil and yeah. olive oil. So Amazing. it's really... I haven't seen as much benefit, but yeah. she has... It's transformed wow. her. And there are more brands, I think, who are going into plastic-free or even packaging-free products, like the bars that you can yeah. get for cleansing bars. And yeah. A bit like soap, but they're sort of made with Definitely. other ingredients. So if what I'm saying sounds a little bit weird and wonderful... You can also you go can out and get something that's a halfway, halfway <laughs> yes, house. Yes, buy a soap bar. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> OK, and what about things like toothpaste? Because that would be my immediate thing. Obviously, yeah. we squeeze it out of a plastic tube. Yes. So toothpaste for me has been one of the areas where I've stuck with plastic less rather than plastic free. Mm -hmm. I did make my own toothpaste at one point. How do you do that? With coconut oil and a little bit of peppermint oil and xylitol, I think it's oh, yes. pronounced. Yeah, like a 
a, yeah. a sort of wood box. With yes, a, a kind mm-hmm. of sap, a pine sap, mm. which gives it a bit of sweetness. And and it's also supposed to be very, yeah, good for strengthening teeth. So yeah, yes. Mm. So I did make that and use that for a while. Then I've actually got some dentist friends mm. who had a real go at me. Oh, dear. <laughs> and said, Ruth, you have got to use fluoride when it comes really? to your teeth. Yeah. So I decided that this was one area mm. where I would... Can we buy keep... toothpaste in a jar? Does anybody make it in a, without being in plastic? So if, if any of your listeners mm. know of one... Yeah, contact us. I've yeah, found... it's a, certainly it's a market that yeah. out there waiting. Let's have I've the first ever... i found toothpaste in a jar that doesn't have fluoride in. Oh, so that doesn't do the... Yeah. Uh, other way. You, someone... you could make that yourself, couldn't you, really? Yeah, so... but someone may well know that there's one that mm. does have fluoride in, and I would love to know. And so... what about things like makeup and... Well, I don't wear makeup. Okay. Do you so, not? You look great. No. So you've not got a scrap of anything <laughs> on. It's always all that clean living. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I don't wear makeup, but I'm sure others who do will have found some good Well, ways. I know that there are good vegan brands and, and people yeah. who are, pla- you know, yeah. who are also using things that are made of recycled plastic. Um, so not just recyclable. Because yeah. I think your point earlier was very interesting that just because something's got a recyclable label on it doesn't mean to say yeah. that your local council can right. actually do it yeah. because you can pretty much recycle most forms of plastic. But whenever I talk to local councils about this, they say, well, actually, we haven't got the facilities to do mm. that in this area. So there yeah. might only be you know, three in the country. Yeah. But it's a bit of a cop-out, isn't it? It's a bit of greenwash on the yeah. packaging that says, oh, yeah, yes, of course you can go so and recycle it and you throw it away. Yeah. And then realise that actually you can't. Yes, that's right. What so, happens to most of our waste? Because I've I've also read horror stories that some of it gets packed into container ships and shipped off to China to yeah, dispose of. Yeah, at the of. moment, sadly, our own waste infrastructure is in a is in a bit of a mess, and right. the government is looking at it and is going to be bringing out a waste management strategy. Right. And our recycling infrastructure particularly because China has closed its doors to us, is really messed up. And so it so is we going... used to send our waste to China. Yeah. And what did they do with it? Did they just bury it in a hole in the ground? No, no, they had a whole recycling Okay, system. so that they so, could do something so with it. So we sent, not necessarily all of our waste, but we sent our recycling to China and they recycled it. Mm. But they have now closed their doors to have us. They? So we send it to other countries that don't have as good um, checks and systems so around So we're potentially it. sort of dumping it on other we countries. We are potentially still dumping it, which is... is well, we're shocker, definitely dumping it? it on other countries, and they're now going to countries where we're not 100% sure what they're doing with it, whether right. they are dumping with it, which right. comes back to, again, recycling is good, but we need to reduce. Yes, so, so let's not fill our recycling bins. Yeah. Let's aim to keep them pretty empty yeah. with just the bare essentials. Yes. Presumably you do things like composting. Do you I have do, a compost yes, at home? Yeah, yeah. Compost what, what do you find compost really and, well? Um, everything somehow. We put yeah. all of our food. We don't have very much food waste, so if we've got a little bit, cook scraps, I put that in. Mm. Uh, all of our kitchen waste. And I, was read, I read somewhere that the best way to compost is to almost sort of do a lot of the, the early work that the composting would do. So if you're composting an eggshell, yeah, just give it a quick break it up, break it yeah. up so it's easier. Yeah. To, and, and if you've got a banana skin, you know, make sure it's really ripe and, and yes. take it into small pieces and, yeah. you know, not just sort of put whole chunks of food in there that's going yeah. to take time to break down. Yeah. Well, we've got a very well-established compost bin mm. that's been going probably for about 20 years. So pretty much anything I 
put in there that is compostable. Mm. It composts well and it's full yeah. of worms and then I got beautiful stuff from it. Fantastic. Do you then now. take the compost out of the bottom? Is that how yeah, it works? Yeah, and put mm. it on my garden. Fantastic. My, my vegetables. Excellent. <laughs> yeah, I was told that you shouldn't do too much with coffee grounds because that can be a bit acidic. But maybe if you've got a bigger compost that and, and there's also community compost isn't there yes, community there composting are. for yeah. allotments and things that, yeah we so if you tried. haven't got a garden you can actually take a bag of yeah compostable waste to, to a local facility yeah. and, and join the club with a, mm. with a kind of community compost yes mm. what other strategies that we should should we be looking for when we are out shopping i mean are you can you say to supermarkets i'm not having it in that packaging can i can you take it out? Can you take it back? Can you take packaging back to suppliers? You can do what you like if you want to. Yes, Just go and absolutely. dump it on their doorstep and say, I've finished <laughs> yes. with this jar now. You yes, deal with it. Yes, I don't it. need it anymore. Yeah, you can. The most obvious is to try to avoid packaging that is there. So try to buy things that are loose. Mm. And take little bags with you if you want to use them. But I would always marry that sort of... I would always marry those individual actions mm -hmm. with contacting the companies and telling them as well. So contact your supermarket mm. and say, with all that we know around plastic, yeah. why are we still putting all of our vegetables in plastic? In plastic. What One of the things that annoys me is when you get tins and they're sold in a four-pack and so they're sold together wrapped up in wrapped plastic. In plastic yeah. Why not have them loose and have something that says buy four by four, price. yes, you don't need they them don't have to be wrapped up. And I have become aware recently of an amazing alternative to cling film, right? Which are these waxed bits the of fabric, oh, yeah. yes. So they're colorful yeah. bits of fabrics, they look really great, they look really yeah. cute in your kitchen or in your fridge. And they've been covered in beeswax, yes. And then they just mold the top of your container, yeah. they're extraordinary. Or you yes. can wrap food in them really hygienically because they wash, yes. So you can wrap meat or cold meat or bits of cheese or mm. you know funnily enough the, those beeswax things became a real feature on the plasticless lens oh, did they? thing it was one of the early comments that people made and everybody loved it fantastic yes went out and got them and similarly for baking rather than using greaseproof paper that you're going to throw away you can buy reusable ones that you yes, just wash the parchments up. yes that you wash up afterwards so is greaseproof paper is that not recyclable no, presumably it's got do, a silicon or yeah, something on it yeah you can't do much it? with that yeah, it's like tissue so, paper and things yeah. you think that's recyclable. Once you start looking into it, you realise actually the things that aren't recyclable, mm. and things that you know you can have to use, you know, more than once. Yeah, another little tip coming back to the beauty products. Mm. As I've moved away from various things, so I now use a massage bar from Lush, ah. which has got lots of oils in it. Nice. And I just use that, rub that on my body and rub that yeah. on my hands. And that means that I now don't have any of the plastic containers for moisturiser in any yeah. way. And often just use oil on my face. Yes, just plain plant yeah. oil. Yeah. I make a, a hand scrub, actually. I think I've, I've got a demo of it probably mm. on my website, which is so simple. It's just using a good quality oil, not extra virgin because that's quite green and sticky. So you yeah. don't really want that on your on your skin, but just a, a plain olive oil or rapeseed oil um, and mixing it with salt and sugar. Oh, yes. So salt and yes. sugar mixed together make a really good scrub. Lovely. So you sort of scrub oh, off I'll the top layer of dead skin cells, makes yeah. a fantastic hand scrub. And then you can work it around your cuticles and your nails yeah. and nails love oil. So they're really yes. fed by it. So they yeah. get really strong. And yeah. 
yeah. and long. So it's amazing. It's amazing yeah. what we can do. Oh, but you just have to think, don't you? You just have to think. <laughs> and that's what you're encouraging us to do. And yeah. I'm delighted that you could be here today. And I hope that everybody will rush off. So for the moment, you're, if we want to find you online, we can find you as Plasticless Lent. Yep. But then if you listen to this, perhaps in the future, outside of Lent... Are you going to go back to being plasticless living? Yes, I think for Lent it'll be plasticless Lent and then after that it'll be plasticless living. So we could also use that as a hashtag if we wanted to join in the conversation. Yes, definitely. And I've also, on my own website, just ruthvalerio.net. Oh, you've got one too. Excellent. Yeah, and I've got a whole series of of green living pages that people can look at there for more ideas. Ruthvalerio.net. Well, we'll make sure that we put a link up on that as well so people can follow and support. Thank you so much. You're so encouraging and so inspiring. And that does bring about the end of today's show. But as always, you will find the details of the resources and the links that we've just talked about over on lizellwellbeing.com. And you can also sign up there to our free newsletter. We pack it with recipes, well-being wisdom and much more besides. Now, don't forget to hit the subscribe button on your podcast app that will ensure the next episode gets downloaded safely without you having to remember and if you'd like I'd love it if you could find a moment to leave a review as it really does help other potential listeners find the show and be inspired by all that we have to share so until the next time we chat go well go plastic less bye bye sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusion Supply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.